welcome to the Tune In with Marcy podcast, where we always know that being you takes so much courage. Where you're joined by me, host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, every week for eye-opening, deep, real talk conversations on connecting to our intuition, personal power, the universe, and creating authentic relationships with each other. I want you to get ready for practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning questions. You know what they are that keep keeping you up at night. Whether you're struggling with overcoming fear to follow your life's passion, or you're experiencing Groundhog Day with repeating unhealthy patterns, this podcast is for you, sensitive soul. So get ready to live your truth. A quick note, this podcast sometimes has adult language because these are adult conversations. So plan accordingly, whether that means turning it off when kids are around or using your earbuds and earphones. Now on to this week's episode. I can't wait for you to listen. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. This is episode 16, and we're exploring how comparison can kill your intuition. This is an important topic. If you care about developing your intuition, please, please, please listen to this episode. I have some important tips. We talk about in this episode the difference between inspiring and destructive comparison. There is a difference. How engaging in comparison can uniquely take down sensitives, that's highly sensitive people or empaths, Four major areas in life that I consistently see people playing the comparison game that will damage your own inner compass connection to your truth. Five ways comparison will kill your intuition, a practice for releasing any toxic comparing patterns you have, and what to do instead of comparing when that comes up to develop your intuition instead. Real quick note, I have just launched a listener survey. I'm super excited about this. This is for any listener. You could have listened to one episode, many episodes of Tune In with Marcy. And this survey is going to directly inform season two. Yeah, I'm at season two. I'm getting ready to ramp up and uh, launch season two. That's going to include, you know, I want to know, I want to hear from you. Do you want me to do mini episodes, short episodes? Do you want me to do like quick snippet episodes where I'm answering questions? Do you want me to interview guests? Would you love to see me do some uh, work with someone on a challenge live on air, do some intuitive coaching and healing with them around a particular challenge related to their intuition and following that? So you can check it out. The link is in the show notes. The bonus and great opportunity is if you fill out the survey and you enter your name in, I will be doing a drawing. And one person, one listener is going to win a 60-minute one-on-one deep dive intuitive healing session with me, which is amazing. I'm super excited to offer that. Um, So check it out, link in the bio. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, I'm at Marcy Moberg. Um, Would love to hear from you and let me know what you thought of the show. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg. And thank you for joining me. This week, I want to explore how comparison can kill our intuition when we're trying to develop and strengthen 
our inner knowing in the first place. I think it's a really important topic. It's something that comes up all the time in my one-on-one work and over the last three years of leading my intuition courses. So that's what I want to talk about today. I hope that you are continuing to stay safe and well if you're listening to this in real time, at least in the United States where I'm located. We are continuing to deal with the COVID-19 situation. And so I hope that you and your loved ones are safe during this time. And uh, I hope that this series continues to anchor you because it's it's a wild time. And I continue to think that devotion to our intuition, our inner knowing, our truth is essential right now and can be one of the pieces that can really support us in these challenging times. So may this episode that you're listening to now be of great support and spark some inspiration, maybe some important questions for reflection and uh, bring you closer to the essence of yourself. As a reminder, when I'm talking about intuition, especially in this conversation around comparison and developing our intuition, intuition is the inner knowing and truth we have when we get quiet with ourselves, when our anxieties and our fears die down, and it's what remains. Sometimes our intuition is immediately clear in that centered and grounded and settled place that we may bring ourselves to. And then other times it may take time for our intuitive clarity to build. Because as I've said in other episodes, and I will continue to say, intuition really speaks in long sentences. It doesn't always kind of come forward at once. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it comes in 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 a period of time. And that can be tricky, especially if you're navigating, you know, um, what your, what your inner truth is, if you're navigating that with other people involved in your life or in your career, in your work or in your personal home with your partner. But sometimes intuition works like that. It doesn't work on kind of like a human timeline because intuition is really the spirit self of us. And it is the the wider spirit world around us that's here to guide us and communicate with us. So I find my own intuitive clarity through a combination of different things like my felt sense in the body. I do a lot of dream work, conversations with my spirit guides. That's something that I engage in um, pretty much on a daily basis. Synchronicities, journaling, journaling. Journaling, not only like what's coming through for me on intuitive sense, but doing a lot of journaling around feelings so that I can uh, move through the shadow layers of myself to be able to really get to clarity if there are a lot of feelings that are there. I do also some mind, body and energy medicine practices to support the optimal kind of alignment of my internal systems. When I'm stuck, I do work with mentors and then I check in with myself uh, along the way whenever I feel centered. So my own inner sense of my intuition comes from a large combination of things. It's not just a felt sense. It's not just my dreams. And that's generally how I recommend people weave their inner knowing because there are these different channels that we can receive this information. When we're developing our intuition, it's important to mention that 
For highly sensitive people and empaths, learning to trust and develop our intuition, it takes a lot of practice because like everyone else, we have absorbed like social conditioning and dominant messaging and norms around us. However, as a sensitive person, that absorption can manifest in such a way that we don't just absorb it and then still have our truth. Sometimes we absorb it to the point. We absorb other people's truth, society's truth, our culture's truth, our family's truth. We absorb it to a point where we actually lose our own inner knowing and our own inner truth. And that's why um, comparison can be really, really, really detrimental to sensitive people. Now, before I go further, I do want to say that there is some comparison that can be helpful, like a very, I'm going to say like a tiny sliver. (laughs) I'm going to distinguish what that is. There's some comparison that can be helpful. I think it's important to make this distinction. And this kind of comparison is the kind, when you look at someone's example and they serve as inspiration to you, they serve as an inspiration to discover maybe qualities that they reflect back that are also inside of yourself or to create a path that is your own. Maybe you see them as a trailblazer and it inspires you to know, oh, I can take that path as well. That's a great um, source, a positive source of comparison. Or, you know, maybe they just serve as a leading example of following their own truth and that that kind of inspires you as well. You as well. If comparing our uh, relationship or our sense of self, our path, our careers to others inspires us to feel excited then about discovering and diving more deeply into our own truth further. Great. This is, this is like the kind of supportive comparison, or you might just call it mm, reflection, inspiration, examples, inspired examples. However, <laughs> More often than not, we engage in the kind of comparison that leaves us feeling beaten down, not enough, drained of energy, and unmotivated. How I see this kind of comparison come up both personally in my own life on and off and also my clients, I would say these days it's primarily in um, the social media space in addition to their peer, maybe in coworker groups. or or family members. But I think that um, social media plays a particularly unique role in comparison in present modern day because it's so prevalent and it's so easily accessible. It's like suddenly you have like metaphorical access to the windows into millions of people's lives, billions of people's lives really across the world. Um, And that has a unique weight, I would say, on people in modern day that didn't exist uh, pre-social media. In other words, if you feel, you know, when you're, when you're comparing yourself to someone or someone's life or someone's path, if you feel inspiration and motivation, when you look at someone else, great. That's, that's, that's supportive. Use that juice as juice to propel yourself forward and to be in touch with your own inner truth use it as inspiration. However, if you feel unmotivated and confused after comparing yourself to another person, then that's when I would exercise caution, encourage you to be aware, encourage you to disengage from that because this kind of comparison really, really, really steals away the 
intuitive inner knowing and trust that you seek um, to really support, especially when you are in the early process of developing your intuition. It's very tender and you want to honor it as such. The areas I see most often people compare in this kind of toxic ways, toxic way that, that creates a sense of demotivation is, uh, does include, for example, what love should and should not look like. My own experience working with both individuals and couples on relationships is that what works for one couple may not work at all for another. We have our own unique needs and desires and preferences and limitations. And these unique combinations create very, very different scenarios. They di- they create different communication styles, conflict resolution styles, and uh, relational styles. And so I've seen this happen so often in my work when clients come to me and they feel like all areas of their life maybe perhaps feel really aligned, but the area of partnership is is just not quite clicking. And oftentimes what I'll find is whether they're actually in a partnership or partnership or more often than not, if they're trying to date and, you know, come into a place where they're in a committed partnership, is a lot of times there's this nasty creature called comparison that's looming in the corner. That's really a joy kill. It's really, it creates a lot of um, confusion and can create this perception. You know, I, I remember recently in recent months, somebody I was working with said to me, you know, well, I see this couple I know, and I see that they're doing great. And I think to myself, like, while I, why can't I have that? Well, you can have, you know, um, any of us can have a um, committed partnership if we want. But the question is, would you really want that exact one? And no one really, really, really knows what's happening inside of a partnership unless you are one of the two or how many ever people are involved in it, in it. Like you don't really know. And I can say that very confidently as someone who um, has the honor of holding space for people's very private lives. So, you know, this is one of those spaces. Another space where I see comparison come up a lot includes definitions of success But this is a big one. And this is one that I personally feel like I have had to revisit for myself multiple times over the years as my own evolution of what my soul is calling me towards shifts or gets clearer. And just because society defines success in your field as, for example, famous, or maybe based on your salary or your material goods or whatever that looks like, awards, I don't know, education, certification. It doesn't mean that that type of success is actually your success. That's really important. So many times I've talked to people, um, this happens a lot in entrepreneurship, where I'll talk to entrepreneurs who will talk about how they're feeling really frustrated about their growth or perhaps their finances or whatever the benchmark is. And they're in this comparison game. They're comparing themselves to someone else, another entrepreneur. 
And then when we really look at it and imagine that they would, you know, try that other person that they're comparing themselves to, try that person's life on for size. Um, Sometimes they feel excited about it, but oftentimes when they think about it and they get really quiet with themselves, they realize, wow, actually, I don't want that kind of success. You know, that person's life is really busy and they're working 24-7 and they're kind of jet-setting across the country and they never get to see their family and they're always doing, you know, speaking engagements or they're working really long hours with clients and that's not really what I want. I want more of a simple life or um, whatever that is. So, you know, perhaps when you get quiet with yourself, success looks less crowded and more private than quote unquote being famous. That benchmark, maybe that's set set for your field. Or perhaps success for you looks more humble and simple than quote unquote multimillionaire. Or perhaps you don't have an example of what success looks like. And that's because great, maybe actually you're meant to be the trailblazer that's here to create a new version of success. Another area where I see comparison come up a lot in a toxic way is expressions of self, expressions of authenticity. I, for example, have had a lot of people tell me over the years that they were surprised by how intuitive I was, given that I don't quote unquote dress the part. I remember um, specifically um, a person who, a friend of mine, we were like in, in a, uh, a circle together, a spiritual circle. And um, as uh, over time, as we got close, you know, she opened up to me and was like, wow, I didn't realize, um, I, I, I didn't realize how deep you were and, um, like how much wisdom you had, how much woo you were connected to. And she used the word witchy, like how witchy you were. And I guess it's because like, you don't really dress very witchy. Well, no. Do I walk around wearing kind of like costumey clothes to play quote unquote, the part of healer or witch or psychic or medicine woman or spiritual teacher, or whatever you want to call me? No, because that's, that's just not authentic to me personally. That's just not, it's not authentic to me personally. It's not comfortable to me. Will it be later in my life? I don't know. I just know that in this moment, it's not. So I can tell you for certain authentically right now, that doesn't feel me. And if I did that, I'd I'd probably feel really self-conscious and kind of performative because it's not me, but it doesn't mean it's not the authenticity of someone else. So other people who do that, I don't judge them for that because that's, their thing, you know, if that's what really feels authentic to them, then that's great. I have my own way of tapping into that gift and those roles. There are kind of ways that I've put sacred symbols on my body through tattoo or um, different things I've been gifted along the way, sacred objects that sometimes I actually physically have on me. Um, that people may or may not see that has significance to me. So I have my own way of expressing that, that when I'm out in kind of public or doing my everyday thing or whatever that is, it's very personal and private. And I guess in many ways, my like depth of sacredness with life has, has always been like that. There's like a little bit of a privacy to it. Um, 
And I like it that way. It feels authentic to me. And, and also what feels more authentic to me is being the, the wise woman, the healer, the medicine woman who sometimes dresses in comfortable, cozy hiking clothes and sometimes wears colorful expressions and often gets asked, um, are you an artist? Are you a painter? Are you a graphic designer? Like, I think like, yeah, in some part, my soul is that. It is very artistic. Um, and that's what feels true to me. It's what I like. It's what I enjoy wearing. Um, so, you know, I'm talking about clothing and external expression, but it can be many things. It also can be um, the way you write. It can be um, whatever authentic is, your lifestyle. Uh, you know, my my lifestyle is shaped in the way that's authentic to me. And um, I am very, what do I say, ritualistic. Like I do a lot of ritual, like uh, connection with spirit and intuition is a huge part of my life. It's like every day, multiple times a day, I'm tapping into that in different ways. And I do that very privately. So you wouldn't really generally find me, for example, like in a public park by me, um, by myself doing a big ritual. It's more like me sitting in the corner of my bedroom where I have a um, personal altar and having like really, really private, deep conversations with the universe. And some of which I might share one day and some of which like I might keep as completely sacred. Um, is there anything wrong with people who decide to do their, for example, ritual work very, very publicly? No. Again, it's a matter of like, what's authentic? What is authentic to you? So expressions of authenticity, um, if you compare and you think that the only way to be quote unquote authentic is to do something a certain way. Uh, I would say, you know, check in again because maybe you're feeling called to do it differently because you're here to help break the mold. I, I personally feel like that's part of what I'm here to do. I'm here to be um, an example of someone I think who's grounded and very human um, and owning that humanness in me as much as I um, own and work to own the very wise one in me. So, yeah. So I think I'm kind of here to break like the traditional spiritual teacher mold. mold. Um, also, I would say what steps to take. That's another topic. And what I mean by what steps to take is it could be like in a career path. It could be um, in your life path. Could be building towards a lifestyle, uh, building towards a relationship, literally any steps. There's no one way to, to take a path that you're on and your path is, it's unique to you. So just because one person followed a series of steps on their path to get to where they are doesn't mean that you need to follow the exact same steps. Um, and career forays doesn't mean that you need to take the exact same steps to, you know, move into 
um, that career. You know, a lot of times people who come to me who are going through a career transition or a reshaping or a refocusing may look to examples of others in their field and think, or into the field that they're moving into and think that they, you know, mm, I haven't taken the exact same steps. So where do I fit in? Um, and maybe that's the whole point because you haven't taken the, the exact same steps. You bring something very unique to that workplace or that field. Um, so I think that that's really important. It's not about following the exact same steps because we're all here having our unique experience and it's about embracing what is your unique truth? What is your unique path? And that um, inquiry is where the depth of your intuition lives and where your intuition can thrive. Hey there, Marcy here. Just wanted to pop in in a brief break to talk to you about the listener survey. So I have a listener survey open now. It's available for any listener. If you've listened to one episode, all the episodes, you've listened to episodes multiple times. (laughs) As I know some of you have, I would love to hear from you. I started this podcast as an experiment after finally answering the call from Spirit to make a podcast. I, I had that call for years and I finally said, okay, I, I hear you. I finally feel like I'm willing to take this call and turn it into a reality. And I committed to doing this podcast for six months and then checking in. So here I am checking in and I'm here to say da, 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 that I'm planning to continue the podcast and I'm really excited about that. So that means I'm turning a page and I'm looking towards season two. And I want to make season two more rich than the first. And so I'd love your feedback and shaping what that looks like, Uh, whether it's, um, you know, talking to me and giving me feedback about this, the length of episodes, the kind of topics, the formats. Do you want me to um, do live intuitive coaching with people on air about a specific issue? Would you like me to do mini episodes where we're kind of just boom, 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 getting quick in and out of a specific topic. Do you like the series format where I'd kind of dive deep on an overarching topic? I want to, I want to know here, read all of it. (laughs) And the cool thing is, is that I'm giving you an opportunity to have the chance to do a, to win a one-on-one 60 minute session with me. That is a one of my one-on-one intuitive healing and coaching sessions where we dive very, very deep. And it can be diving deep into a challenge you're struggling with, uh, an obstacle where you're feeling a block, um, or it could be a specific uh, area that you want to develop your intuition and you'd like some mentoring on. So it's a great opportunity. All you have to do is complete the survey, um, enter in your name and email address. And then I'm going to do an old fashioned drawing where I take names, put them on a piece of paper, and pull one out. Survey is open between now and Friday, May 22nd. The drawing will happen uh, the final week of May, and the winner will be notified and announced by Friday, May 29th. All the details are in the show notes. I can't wait to hear back from you and uh, to launch season two. So let's get back to this week's episode. 
So now let's talk about five reasons that I believe comparison can kill your intuition. And again, the kind of comparison I'm talking about here is the toxic kind I talk about before the break. I spoke about before the break, the one where you walk away feeling really, you know, unenergized, demotivated. So number one, you can really lose yourself in another person's truth as your own truth. This is very, very important for sensitive people. When we compare ourselves with others, we're comparing our unique path and destiny with the path and a destiny of another person. And suddenly we can be accidentally like guided off our path as we start kind of almost energetically and emotionally merging with the vision of another person's um, truth. And this happens a lot with sensitives, especially those who are empaths. Um, and struggle with a sense of like, where do I begin? Where do I end? What is my truth? Where does my truth end? When you engage in this not so helpful comparison, you can really start to identify another person's truth as your own. And then suddenly yours is just gone. Like where, where'd my path go? Where'd my truth go? Number two, you can undo the clarity that you've already received and create confusion for yourself. Oh my gosh, this has happened to me so many times, so many times. <laughs> it still sometimes happens. It still sometimes happens where I'll have like clarity and, and then uh, with like no intention of comparing, I don't know, somehow be reading something or um, looking at something intentionally on social media. And then the next thing I know whatever I'm looking at sparks me to kind of question my clarity. And and then all of a sudden I'm confused. I'm very confused. But then every single time I get quiet, I come back to the same clarity. It's very easy to do. So when we do this and we engage in comparison, this can cause us to really second guess ourselves. And sometimes we can end up um, doing what... uh, Daniel Four in a class that I was in with him recently said, you know, is like gaslighting ourselves. Yeah, gaslighting ourselves. I think it's such a good way to say it, where we kind of, um, you know, talk ourselves off of the ledge of our truth. We talk ourselves off the ledge of our truth and talk ourselves out of our inner knowing. Also, when we engage in this kind of converse, uh, comparison number three, we can delay important actions and decisions. Maybe when you get quiet, you feel really, really clear about your next steps. You feel really clear about what your inner knowing, your inner truth is, is guiding you towards. And then suddenly you're, I don't know, casually scrolling on social media and you see someone making a different choice and then you second guess yourself and you think, huh, is that the right decision? Um, should I not make that decision? it's likely in the end that you'll basically conclude the same thing. You'll conclude the same decision. You'll conclude, oh, I should take the same step. But then now you've kind of delayed the decision in the meantime, which can just um, create frustration in yourself. Sometimes it can create sticky situations around you with other people. And so, um, yeah, this is, this is what can happen when we do this, when we unintentionally engage in comparison 
or even if we do engage in comparison and totally know we're doing that, we can do this too. Number four, you unconsciously, um, when you're comparing, you're really trying to read the signals of another person's spirit team through the lens of yourself and your own life. Uh, so in other words, you're kind of, you're, you're mixing, um, you're mixing like what we could say is like mailboxes or portals that are not like matched for each other. (laughs) In other words, you're like picking up the spirit guidance of their support team. So if they are, for example, really following their inner truth, they're following whether they realize it or not, their own soul and the spirit support team around them could be their ancestors or spirit guides, angels, etc. They're they're following that guidance. And when you're comparing yourself, then suddenly it's kind of like you're hopping over into their field and trying to take guidance from their team. But their team is not designed for you. Their team is not assigned to you. (laughs) Their team like doesn't have an agreement with you about your path. Their team may know nothing about your path. So it doesn't allow us to, number one, properly interpret the guidance because we're not the person that the guidance is meant for. And number two, um, then we're we're kind of completely missing uh, the wellspring that exists, which is our guidance and our spirit team. And the other piece I would say number five is you'll never get the whole story when we compare. Like we never get this whole story. One of the biggest blessings of my work has been really realizing that because I have the honor of holding space for people to come and talk to me about um, very private things from love to relationships, to careers, to family dynamics, um, hopes, dreams, desires, you name it. And it really was such a blessing for me because comparison was always something that I really struggled with on and off. And when I started to learn just how much more complex the story is, and I don't mean the story like the story people tell, but I mean the reality, how much more complex the reality is behind each door of every person and behind the psyche of every single brain. Um, It was really humbling and it gave me so much compassion for people. And it also helped me really, really remember. And I tried to remind myself of this consistently. Like you never really know the whole story. You don't really know fully what's happening behind the door. You don't really know what's happening behind the photo that you're scrolling through on social media. There are so many people that I have worked through who worked with, who are clients who, you know, are very well-known people or um, have a public presence, or maybe they're teachers and healers of other people. And there's a lot happening behind the scenes because isn't it like that for everyone? I mean, just look at your own life. There's a lot of complexities and layers to every single person, which makes life hard sometimes and also rich. So it's really important that there's always greater context behind the photo, the story, whatever it is you're comparing yourself to, the decision, the action. So comparing yourself to another is really comparing yourself to a limited perspective, a snapshot. And not to mention that then we often bring our own kind of projections and all sorts of stuff onto um, other people's images, our biases, our perceptions. So 
there's a lot that's happening there under the surface um, when we are comparing. So those are just like, I'm, I'm sure we could all come up with a really long list, but those are some five reasons I wanted to suggest around why comparison can really kill your intuition. So of course, if you want to develop your intuition, I recommend reducing how much you compare, noticing when you compare. Um, So a really interesting exercise can be just starting to bring awareness to when are you comparing yourself? Um, Is it always with the same people? Is it always in the same area of your life? Like maybe it doesn't happen in the area of your love life, but it always happens in your career space, or maybe it doesn't happen in your career space, but it always happens around your family, whatever that is. Just notice where you are tending towards this non-supportive kind of comparing, this toxic kind of draining comparison. And without judgment, no, there's no need for judgment or beating yourself up about it. It's just awareness. And just be curious about it. Just notice it. Maybe like for the for a whole week or if a week feels like too much, like dedicate yourself to two days. And just notice when comparison pops up and keep a journal by you. And whenever comparison pops up, just make a couple notes to yourself so that you start to track the patterns around how is the bug of comparison happening. And then after you've tracked it, then I would invite you to notice, okay, so here's where comparison's popping up. And how is that perhaps limiting, morphing, being an obstacle towards me being in a deeper relationship with my intuition in that area of my life. And I would encourage you, if you feel inspired, do some journal reflection, do some prompt um, exploration around that. That Those two steps alone can give you so much insight into this pattern. And the way that we start to really shift it is first bringing it out of an unconscious place into a conscious place, which is what you can do through those two steps I suggested. And then consciously uh, cultivating something different, which is the next piece I want to suggest, which is instead of comparing yourself, I want to suggest the following steps to support the development of your intuition. So get clear about the comparison piece, get really clear about how that may be limiting you. From there, I want to encourage you, instead of comparing, affirm what you know. Um, This is something I return back to time and time again. I reflect with myself and I sit with myself and I go, okay, well, what do I feel solid clarity around? What do I know? Let's not focus on what you don't know. What do do I know? And I I will list it in my journal. I'll write it down. Affirm what you know and affirm what you know often. That's important. Um, Part of developing a strong relationship with our intuition is learning how to cultivate a trusting relationship really with ourselves. Next is I would suggest stay open to guidance around what you don't know. So wherever your gaps are, stay open to receiving guidance. And then the second piece of that is ask. Ask for loving, supportive energies to support you around those gaps. That can look like prayers. It can look like invocations, um, whatever that looks like for you. Writing uh, a note to your spirit guides, universe, whatever that is, but just really staying open for guidance and then like making the invitation, 
making the invitation for the loving energies that are supporting you, whether they're known or unknown, to support you to fill in those gaps. So that's, again, just redirecting your, your, your energy where you have the gaps and you may otherwise kind of look to other people to fill the gaps. You can then redirect that energy to the source, to intuition, to fill in those gaps for you. Take one baby step. Another suggestion I have is take one baby step based on your inner truth and then notice how you feel as time passes on. Um, This is something that also I consistently do. If there's something that I'm feeling like I know I have clarity around, but I feel like uncertainty with, I will usually take a step and then I'll notice, okay, well, how do I feel? And when I take that step and it feels like that step is coming from my inner knowing. Inevitably, when I take the step, I feel like either relief, like a weight's lifted or energized, if I'm kind of like summing it up. So your feeling after you take a step can give you a lot of insight. And then the last one is filter all of your truth and your actions through a filter of love, compassion, kindness for yourself and others which is the vibration of intuition. And what I mean by that is that when you get clarity on a truth, um, take that truth and run it through the, compar- the, the loving, compassionate, kindness filter. Um, because then if for any reason there's some shadowy pieces, it will help clear it out. And then whatever like truths, whatever steps you have to take or whatever needs to be done to honor your truth is coming from that place. It doesn't mean that other people are going to receive it in that way. I have, you know, a lot of experience in that. Unfortunately, like you can do your best to try to make sure that what you're, how you're moving, what you're saying, all these pieces are coming from that loving place and really doing your um, inner due diligence. But still some people may not take it at that. So all you can do is really take responsibility for yourself and, and make sure that the tr- the truths and the actions that you are taking are, are checked through that filter, are moving through that filter. Okay. So that should give you a really great start on shifting your pattern if you have one around comparison and moving instead into a place of really developing your intuition in a supportive way. I would love to know how this process goes for you. Um, If you have listened up until this point and you have a question about this topic or any other topic, you always have the opportunity to submit a question on my website at at marcymoberg forward slash podcast and scroll to the bottom and there's a place to submit questions there and or topics. I would love to to hear what you have to say and what you would like to cover. And if you really loved this episode, I'd love for you to share and tag me on social media on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram name is at Marcy Moberg. For now, I'm going to close up this episode and we'll have one more episode next time, um, continuing on this topic of intuition development before we kind of move into a different gear and switch gears. I hope that in the meantime, you continue to stay safe and healthy and keep trusting yourself. Keep cultivating that intuition. It's going to be messy sometimes. (laughs) You're going to make mistakes along the way. It's all perfect. Okay. Lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. 
I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. <laughs>